Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's Friday, Friday, and a great woman once said, I've got to get down on Friday. Come and see the Football Ramble Live. We're in the second city. We're playing Birmingham tonight. The first. RambleLive.com. Be there. Ah, oh, I mean, finger knob. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Arsenal host Wolves after losing a great game at Anfield. Southampton play Man City again, and Manchester United go to Bournemouth. <laughs> Welcome, good people. Luke Moore, Pete Donaldson, Jim Campbell, Mark Speller in your ears. What about that game at Anfield, chaps? Mad. A, Enjoyable. A barn burner. Mm. All of the barns were just burned. A flame. Other yeah. barns came to watch and it, 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 it just got ignited. There are yeah. no barns left in the UK. Yeah. Apart from right. John Barnes. <laughs> well, have you heard from him? Oh, Harvey, no. Harvey Barnes? Yeah. 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 Where are farmers going to keep their fleet of Italian uh, race cars? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> can I can I posit a question? It's a mm-hmm. semi-serious question. Mm. Um, has there ever been a game before where there's no. been more games? <laughs> it's the first one. And it's been more one. goals in the game than there were in the penalty shootout. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't have the answer, but um, yeah, there must have been a few. Yeah, it's, it's the first thing I thought of, Jim. Because yeah. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm like totally random. Yeah, like yeah. my brain is like so random. What are you like? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not weird, Jim. No, you're, you're, sp- you're limited edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you zany knob. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, my giddy aunt. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very yeah, it giddy. Was, it was insane, wasn't it? it? I mean, it, any any game like that obviously is 
generally dependent on there being a few mistakes oh, and, yes. and and some cock-ups. And I was just saying, wasn't I, on the, on the show the other day, like maybe Squadron Mustafi needs a run to take some pressure off Xhaka. And I know he's been playing in the cups. Mm. But yeah, well, once he got that hockey, I thought, here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> to be honest, he's, he's, he's hit his stride now. I thought to myself, keep all hands and feet inside the vehicle because this is going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. He looked absolutely <laughs> furious with himself, didn't he? I felt sorry for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also feel like Martinez has got to be doing better with... Uh, uh, with a few of the goals, and also that God, that touch from Özil that was amazing. Yeah, just it was brilliant. amazing. I, I, sometimes I I get confused about what my opinion of Özil is. Yeah. He's one of those players I don't really know. I, I can't nail down like a firm opinion of him. So people listening to this regularly will think that I've flip flopped all over the place because I probably have. When you see him do that, you think, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but also, I would say that everyone he was getting a lot of plaudits, but I did think, I mean, this was a below strength. Um, oh, a very team, young Liverpool. A very team, young yeah. Liverpool yeah. team. But you still got to do it. But it's a below strength so Arsenal side as well. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever seen Ozil's a player full strength, though, isn't he? Yeah. I, well, <laughs> not at the moment. We don't know at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's the first time I've ever seen a player. It's fortnight season two, mate. <laughs> not, not, not celebrate a goal against his previous team but not for that reason but just because there's been so many goals he's like it's not really that special even though it was a beauty yeah also Chamberlain it was a beauty but he was like "Eh." was it the best goal of the game Joe Willock's goal was uh, was very similar to a goal Patrick Vieira scored against your your mob, Peter. Mm. Which oh, was nice as well. Uh, Highbury, that, yeah. that was lovely. I remember yeah. that one. A great goal. Are, are we are we in agreement here that that the the league cup for this reason is like a good thing? Oh, it yeah. feels a bit like the shackles are off. People are a bit more relaxed. That you get to see players you don't see very often. And for the reason, I think it was Michael Cox was making the point last night on Twitter saying that if you're using this as a reason, I hope I don't misquote him, but I think it was something along the lines of if you're using this as a reason to say that the League Cup shouldn't be around anymore, then yeah. you're completely missing the point <laughs> because this is entertaining. This is M- great stuff. More than right? anything else, though, I think the best thing that could happen to that cup competition, put it on YouTube, put it free to air, put it on uh, on ITV or the terrestrial channels mm. it, it, and just give everyone the opportunity to blum yeah. and watch all the matches. Well, all the kids are watching YouTube these days. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Mate, probably that and Twitch. Yeah. yeah. And TikTok. <laughs> Put it on TikTok yeah. exactly. in portrait mode. I, I don't even know what TikTok is. It's I just see the word Chinese-owned company that helped uh, that lets people um, dance around to popular oh, pop okay. songs. Could you get the game on that? I could you get the game on that? Would it be me presenting it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, are you not. playing in it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's prob- probably. Gone. I think you no. could have played at the back last night. I <laughs> <laughs> could have had a go. As well as being it. entertaining, because <laughs> because teams put out you know supposedly weakened sides and blood a lot of youngsters. Certainly the bigger teams. It also that's a real leveler for the for the traditionally smaller sides in it as well. Yeah. So actually, come the latter stages, mm. I mean, quite often it's won by one of the one of the bigger sides. But you mm-hmm. know, you get the odd odd surprise in there as well. Yes, you do. I think in the League Cup, absolutely. I, I also went through a weird phase last night where I was watching the game, a few goals early on. I think Arsenal went three, went up at one point. After about I half thought that's hour. gone. I flick over to Chelsea, no, Man United. I thought this is great, but yeah. I also don't know who really any of these players are. So this is, this <laughs> yeah. is, this is interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was. You're, abs- you're absolutely right. Some of them I mean, appear to be fetuses. Well, mm. Mesut Ozil was given man of the match and... Yeah. Is that a piss take, do you think? No, I thought he played well. <laughs> no, but do you think that he's probably thought, oh, I know what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he came <laughs> off after about 65 minutes. Yeah, apparently, yeah. though, that had been pre-agreed because uh, he's, he's <laughs> pre- not... Is that agreed? make it even Emery said, weirder? But because he's not played a lot of football this season. It's like, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> yeah, but also, though, surely you should say, are you struggling? No, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we sort of... See, this is a signed document with all parties. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, we've got to. Oh, adhere well, to you that. would like a little sit down, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> you mentioned, I would, you know, I so would. You mentioned Emery there, just to be 
slightly serious for one second. Um, Andy Brassel on OTC on the continent yesterday, our European show was, if you haven't heard it yet, it was very insightful on the prospect of Patrick Vieira mm. leaving right. Nice and going to Arsenal. Um, give that a listen if you haven't already to get his insight because I will probably bastardise his opinion. Indeed, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> Nigel Winterburn's for it. He... Ramble meets alumnus yes. Nigel Winterburn, bloody yeah. Nigel, also of this parish, Marcus. indeed. Yeah, yeah, sat in that very chair, in fact. Uh-huh. Do you know why? I said that's Marcus Speller's chair. This is a sign of respect, Nigel. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> he said, "Who's Marcus Speller?" I said, "Not yeah. now." <laughs> How long is this going to take? Well, we have got time for this. <laughs> Nigel Winterburn said, "Has he ever scored a last-minute twenty-five yarder in the top corner at Stamford Bridge with his wrong peg?" And wrong I, peg. And, and you said, "Let me check." And he went, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there has no, been a lot of. Been a lot of talk about Vieira, um, but I mean, you know, Nice are 15th in league oh, at the moment, They're are they? So, well. yeah, so I mean, obviously, it's, it's early days. I, There's reason think, for it, and yeah. he does cover it. He yeah, does yeah, cover yeah. It. Well, look what but he did I, with New York City FC, Jim. Yeah, yeah. for those who don't know, why don't you, why don't you talk us through that? <laughs> he put the, New York on the map <laughs> arguably and we're going to finish the job. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're going to take next it off week. the map, <laughs> yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah, the uh, I, I think you know, Uno Emery's only been there for a season and a bit, let's give him 20 years. <laughs> and see how he does after that. See, Wait. this is the thing. Like, I, I, I was thinking the other day. Like, obviously, there's so much pressure on Emery. The Emery out stuff has already started in the stadium. Arsenal are in a bit of a bit of a strange moment at at, at at the moment. And I thought, well, I can't see Arsenal getting rid of Emery before the end of the season, even if it gets to the point where we're clearly not going to make top four because I just don't think that's how they operate mm. I think they would see out the season and then make the move in the summer but then they're I not thought, hasty actually, sacking managers are they well no but exactly but then I thought well actually what am I basing that on I, I don't yeah. know because this is a this is a new era there's a, not, a lot of new people in, in the backroom sure. staff as, as well as you know Emery having been backed in the transfer market so they could well do that and have Freddie Lundberg in well the reality is we don't know we just we, don't know we don't know because they've had one coach for exactly. such a long exactly. time Jim but, talk to me about Jose Mourinho yeah I want to talk about Jose. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Jose Mourinho because the only Come reason on! any of us are doing this is because the son have been going, oh, look, Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho. No, and because it's... Mourinho himself said he wanted to win the Premier League with a third team mm. or something He just like loves that. sniffing he around. Come Stirring on. But Jim, what, what, still love you, Jose. What, yeah. You're welcome back any time, Jose. <laughs> what, Jim, one, one thing that I really sort of took away from Monday's show when you talked a lot about Xhaka and about the Arsenal fans, and it was almost a, a bit like the Waller or the, the scales have fallen from my eyes and I saw an Emery out banner yeah. and I just thought to myself <laughs> and I, I read a story about Aubameyang being abused in his car oh that was yeah, awful yeah. yeah and I was thinking my god Arsenal fans are, com- are they complete dicks yeah <laughs> there's so many of them who are oh, dicks yeah, yeah. so now I'm team Xhaka they're all um, um, yeah there are some of them who are dicks and they, a lot of them have been cordoned off into one place I'm sure you can figure out where that is, is. It football round no <laughs> it's not no. Um, but I mean that, it's true of any of any fan but the, or of any club but the thing that is worth it constantly you know reminding people of about Arsenal fans is they pay the highest prices in the league by some distance and sure. you know everything in the stadium is very expensive it costs a lot of money to see Arsenal it doesn't mean you should be abusing a player in his it car it doesn't mean you should be abusing a player in his car or Sam Nasri walking down the street that happened not. as well yeah completely agree um, and also I mean and the Abue thing was, was about oh, 10 was years ago that was a disgrace as well and, yeah. and, and sadly we've come back to that position but I think that certainly adds into the frustration that, uh, that people feel in the stadium. But it's you know it's uh, it is toxic. And I mean, the way those, it has to change. The way those fans treated um, club servant and all round good egg Robin van Persie as well was a, was a disgrace when he went to Man United. I'd have gone with Come Ashley Cole. <laughs> Shit! I should have. I should have. Ask about your Arsenal knowledge coming yeah, to play, there's so mate, many yeah. to choose from, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm still playing Wolves this weekend, aren't they? Yeah, yes. I'm playing Wolves. Wolves themselves went out to... Um, 
Aston Villa in the Carabao yeah, yeah, this t- week. Tapping into the ramble theory that um, uh, we mentioned last week, last Indeed. Thursday, that they had a chance, Newcastle had a chance against them to get a result. They did get a result. They didn't get a win, but they got a draw. And again, Wolves losing last night. They haven't lost an awful lot recently. I think that's the first defeat in all competitions since the middle of September. But eight, eight games, yeah. yeah, this is a team who much prefer playing the big games. They, yeah, if you look at, look at the last seven or eight games, uh, they beat Man City. They've drawn against Southampton at home. They we drew look, at Newcastle. Drew at Newcastle. They lost to Villa. <laughs> they went out away in the in the Europa League, which for them is a big game. Um, beat Besiktas away. And beat um, Bratislava and, and Besiktas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, so I, I wonder whether they'll raise their game against Arsenal. A team they'll see Arsenal and think Arsenal, you know, they're a bit yeah. bit all over the place. Think, what can we do here? But I think Santos been balancing Wolves sort of fairly well. Yeah, I think that's fair because yeah. we know what the Europa League can Imagine do. to Balancing teams. actual Wolves. <laughs> that would be hard like one on each hand yeah. he could fairly well so that means <laughs> train them they love him they respect yeah. him so if, you've, if you're balancing them fairly well then they sort of at times they think they're going to fall out yeah, yeah, of yeah. Your hands. you'd know wouldn't you because every time it, they got slightly unbalanced one of them would go yeah true you just got to keep it to get them quiet and they're balanced my Actually, rudimentary knowledge of wolves as well is like the, the alpha male is also quite a lot bigger yeah. right. so you probably have a lot of smaller wolves on one hand mm, yeah. and a big one on the other one uh-huh. who represents the big one in the wolves squad Raul Jimenez he's quite tall that big Nuno isn't it yeah, big, <laughs> Or, or is it an argument? Oh, yeah. Or is it a seesaw? He's at one end and yeah. the whole squad at yeah. the other. It's a wolf seesaw. Is yeah. it not an argument that you might have to establish yourself as the alpha, though? Yeah, yeah. you would. Yeah. To you get the respect. The big dog who, yeah. who let you do guys. So, so you're going to have to, if you want to get respect of those Wolves players, yeah. Arsenal, you're going to have to go up to Nuno, go yeah. right for the throat, yeah. rip his throat out <laughs> by your teeth. Imagine if Henry did that. Yeah. But just yeah, character, wouldn't it? Lads, right, we need to get ourselves up for that. It's well, got a quite a sort of vampiric look. Yeah. It's around Halloween. Yeah. Could happen. What do you do if he, if he just I went want to suck your points. Through through <laughs> through pounds and pounds of bleeding managerial flesh. He just went, Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> I think he would be an excellent vampire. Pete. Halloween. I sleep upside down. Ooh. Yeah. It's not Romanian. That's how I look at the pitch. He could hang off the top of the stands. <laughs> off the clock. Who I met Emery the Vampire? The clock, yeah. yeah. When it strikes midnight, <laughs> swoops down. <laughs> funny how it swoops down and subs off Ezra. He, he keeps insisting we in play pre- evening pre- games. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, but yes, Wolves. Uh, yeah. I think they've, I think Santos have balanced them sort of fairly well. They've, they've drawn more matches in the league than any other side this season, but they've only beaten been beaten twice yeah, and only Liverpool have, well Liverpool haven't lost a game in the league so it's, just, it's the same as what would be Man City and one or two others so they're very tough to beat still they are and also they're very good in the second half I think a huge percentage of their goals have come in the second half hmm. also Arsenal at home in particular have been a lot better in the second half quite often because they've been chasing the game for one reason or another <laughs> so I think with the Xhaka situation looming large hmm. la- lard? looming large <laughs> Halloween affecting Emery in some way because he's clearly some sort of vampire yeah. um, this is going to be Mental again. Okay, this so is, basically, this is going to probably be another really sort of roller coaster game. So if you if you're going to the match, just turn up at half time. Mm. Is essentially what. You're yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Get yourself a pint of blood. Yeah. Enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Only fifteen pounds in the Emirates bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it has to be your own blood. Yeah. Craft blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could I enjoy the craft yeah. blood? Yeah. Oh. Um, the the fact is that there have been a lot of teams in the Premier League who've struggled to balance Europa League football with yes. Premier League. And I think I think you're absolutely right, Marcus. But you I say am. they've balanced it fairly well. Mm. I'd say they've balanced it very well. Yeah. Oh, well, there we are. The quarterfinal draws. Is the quarterfinal draw out yet? Oh, did you let the quarterfinal draw for the League Cup was (laughs) on Zoe Ball's breakfast show? On BBC Radio 2. Tell people who Zoe Ball is and not from the UK. She needs the figures. (laughs) Yeah. She's a sort of TV presenter. TV presenter, sort of fairly generic. I mean, good at her job, but nothing. Yeah, the the ex-wife of Fatboy Slim. Ah, that's probably. Why? Why? Why is the League Cup quarterfinal draw 
be on that radio show. It just seems so very weird, weird doesn't They've it? They've yeah. tried, but her, I think her ratings are quite low and obviously... All right, so people want to know who Colchester United have got in the well, league. Yeah, cup. I think that's what they've tried to do. Didn't they do it in China? What, Vietnam, one year? Vietnam, yeah. Did yeah. they try and do it in space? Am I gone mad? No, no, no. I, I think, think you're I... right. Whenever they do the league cup draw, <laughs> for some reason people aren't bothered by it, and they try and be as expansive as possible. I don't know if they've gone to space. Honestly, yet. no. I'm fairly certain they drew up plans for either the Carabao Cup to be drawn in space. Uh, don't correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. This is very much me. Top. I don't want to live in a world where you're wrong. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like, uh, I, uh, if, presumably if you are wrong, you don't care. No, exactly. I'll just yeah. go straight uh-huh. back to my you know, Emery impression. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always something backup, to, mate. It's always something to fall back. Yeah. Well, Colchester, you know, I go to Old Trafford, eh? Yeah, I know. Man City, they're the warm ball, aren't they? <laughs> warm ballers. Warm ballers. <laughs> uh, they're, they're playing Hot Hoppers. United. Marcus, is, listen, this is a big news coming from Marcus. God, he's, yeah. he's the sober one of the lot of us. Yeah. He's suggesting corruption is afoot. Mm. <laughs> warm corruption. I just, I, I suppose I did. Yeah. I um, do you regret did. it? Uh, can we? Do we need to edit that out? No, I think it'll be all right. I'll just do a, put a couple of bleeps in there, maybe. Oh, Pete, Pete will decide, so ah, you're fine. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think the whole thing is... No, I'm joking. I yeah. can't uh, go that far. But yes, Oxford United played Manchester City. Yeah. Man United uh, played Colchester United. Aston Villa versus Liverpool. Everton versus Leicester City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potential we... banana skin at Old Trafford, but I think, you know, Colchester might just come through it. We wanted, here's a quote, we wanted to hold the Carabao Cup draw in space. Ousted EFL chief reveals failed plans from his reign. Is that why he was sacked? Yeah. Probably, the same yeah. Thing like kind that. of shit like that, really, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> why Except keep... on a podcast, yeah. not at the head of a big company. No, you know why, what why, did you get, why did you get sacked? I kept trying to break into the international space. Do you know what would have been great, though? Why do you think the draw is so important? It's a very minor part of your job. What would have been great, though, is when they when they uh, when they drew the balls and the balls just floated off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, we didn't think about that. <laughs> just from the, from the back of the spaceship. <laughs> Which one's Shit. fourteen? Fourteen. No one can hear you. Oh. Literally, no one can hear you. Man, oh. see, just gone down the piss hole. <laughs> And then they came back and just made it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Because that would be naughty. All right. Manchester City hosts Southampton again. So soon after the last time. They only mm. beat Southampton 3-1. But uh, a win's a win's a win. I think that's a full sense of security, isn't it? It mm. is, Jim. Well, of course, Southampton have conceded 12 goals in the last two matches. They concede three against Manchester City this weekend. Then they will equal the record of conceding 15 goals in three consecutive Premier League wow. matches in a season which is currently held by Aston Villa and Ipswich Town. Yeah, we're looking at obviously the 9-0 against Leicester from their point of view and we're looking at the 8-0 against Watford from City's point of view, aren't we? Yeah. Could they get 10? Could this... Pep Guardiola has an opportunity here to show Brendan Rodgers that he's not going to go down without a fight <laughs> and try and get 10. I mean, yeah. it's not a great sign when Southampton have gone to... <laughs> Gone to the Etihad and essentially played against the cast of Bugsy Malone <laughs> and still been beaten 3 1 quite handily. Mm. All right, admittedly, the goal scores were senior pros. Yeah. But I mean. There was a couple of extras from Sister Act 2, didn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there were. <laughs> and now Man City are probably going to play their strongest team because they have to because yeah, the, the yeah. Pre- because Liverpool are going to give up so few points. I, I, I don't want to th- jinx it, but I think. There's a chance here that we could see something spectacular. You I really just don't know, want to jinx I just it. know for a fact we won't because that's how yeah. bloody fit works. But I just know what you're going to be. You're going to be with your good lady wife in America doing your Thanksgiving meal. 
giving thanks for how Southampton performed. In if it carries on, if it carries on for the next few uh, weeks, I, I, I think I think he's more likely to bring this up before that on stage in Manchester on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, because we have two Ramble live shows that night. Mm, Get but, involved. But joke, joking aside, um, I like the kid who plays centre back for Man City, and I think he's probably. Uh, if if Guardiola was a different manager, I think this kid might have played more. And given their their options and their problems at centre back, it's weird he's not played as much. But he probably loves him that much that he doesn't play him. He exactly. <laughs> just wants to keep him. Yeah, he's one of my favourite players and ever. I was very impressed with um, Tommy Doyle, who Tommy Doyle, who people have been talking about for a long time in quite hushed tones about being the new Foden, and he's probably thinking, I'm not the new Foden. <laughs> <laughs> I play for yeah. They, but they already played, need a new Foden. Well, finished the first Foden yet? But if you, but if you, th- <laughs> if you think um, this is this is the thing, if you, if you think about this this chat that people have about. Um, <clears throat> about these players that come through and we never see them mm-hmm. play. And people say to me all the time, because they know I do football stuff, they go, what do you think of Phil Foden? And I have to say, to be honest, I'm not really sure, because yeah. I hardly ever see him play, the same as the rest of us. But he, he is highly rated, and so is Tommy Doyle. They both come in, they play, and they play in midfield against James Rob, uh, Ward-Prowse and Oriol Romeu. Proper uh, operators. Yeah, and um, who was the other guy who played in midfield? Was it um, Stuart Armstrong, who's a senior pro as well. Mm. I mean, he's like late 20s as well. And they and they play very well. And, and well Tommy Doyle's 18. Win the game fairly easily. Yeah. You think, well, I mean, these have men grown already. Yeah. So if, we'd love to see more but of them. It, but it's very tricky, though. If you're a young player, say like Tommy Doyle. Now, Tommy Doyle, there's a lot of chat about him, the 18-year-old making his debut. Both his grandfathers are cult heroes at Man City. Yes, exactly. Um, Which guarantees he'll be at Tranmere within two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, indeed, yeah. He's been likened to a young Stephen Gerrard. This never uh, helps any player. Does no, it? no, it doesn't. It's, it's inevitable, and they're so yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah. You, you go and interview players for Ramble Meets and, and younger players, and they just, they're in a bubble, man. Yeah. And they're in a good way. But the problem... They don't, they don't care. The, the difficulty is, if you're a young player at Manchester City, Guardiola's a very enthusiastic man, as we know, and, and he will... <clears throat> Excuse me, he's quite intense. When he talks to these young players, I've, I would have thought that he would probably look them dead in the eye, talk them, really talk them up. You know, these are my plans. This is how I want to play. It would excite you playing for him because you think flipping heck. This is, and also, it's Pep Guardiola you're talking to. Yes, as well. exactly. You will know him if not as a player, as a manager of, of Barcelona. You're surrounded by phenomenal players. A few of them are coming through. We're just seeing glimpses of them and, and making important contributions, like the, the aforementioned Phil Foden scoring the winner against was it Spurs, uh, or, or certainly scored against Spurs in a crucial match towards the end of last season and you see these little things <clears throat> excuse me there's a lot of money sloshing around the club financially they're very secure you've got an amazing training ground they're, they're competing and winning all the competitions pretty much they play in for you to go yeah but do you know what I want to play more football I'm going to go elsewhere mm. but, but where do you go and mm. also no one's really seen that much of you so the chances of, mm. of, of a young player like that going to another huge club if they go to a um Another Premier League club, but they turn up at, uh, I don't know, say Watford or Burnley or even Newcastle or something like that. that immediately, those are, those are very proud and big clubs, but it's not what's going on at Manchester City. Yeah. So it's well, very, very difficult. Do Alex, you hang around for a while and wait? Alex Ferguson always said that uh, if a player was, was leaving Manchester United, a younger player, and they mm. did have the opportunity to go to, a, to an Arsenal or a Liverpool or whatever, then they should take it because even... Even then, it's just a higher level uh, of, of education, effectively, that you're receiving. And I would wonder as well, um, 
it might look to us that no one's seen these players play, but presumably they oh, play well, a lot sure. in the reserves and stuff oh, like that. They'll okay, be well yeah, scouted. Yeah, fair point, fair point. And as a, the only the obvious, obvious option is is going overseas. I mean, like Sancho's done. Yeah, but, well, but, that, but, that seems to be but, an option. But yeah. people are, 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 are confusing the idea that Jadon Sancho is a brilliant player, like a generational talent with the fact that look at what can happen to any Man City young player if they just go to the Bundesliga. It's not as simple as that. No, Sancho's just exceptional. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. To be. But, but I, I, I just you know round this up by saying I hope... And we see more of them because yep. they're exciting young players and, and it's good to see them come through. Yeah, uh, Southampton players donated their wages from uh, that match against Leicester City to charity, yeah. which was a, which is a good idea. Uh, Ralph Hassenhutl said before that match um, that Southampton had played better uh, than some of their results had suggested uh, and, and he wanted a dirty win. Mm. If you want a dirty win, then the Etihad is... I mean, they'll only win through dirtiness, I suppose, yeah. but but it's unlikely that they will get any sort of win there. So you sort of feel for him. But he said recently that he he was he was praising VAR, saying it influenced his tactics to play a more bold offside line, especially when defending set pieces. Now, taking out the Leicester result, of course, that's just an anomaly. It's quite an interesting thing to hear. Mm. Mm. I, think it's the next, I, mean. I think it's the next phase of how VAR affects the game is that mm. then people start crunching numbers working out how best mm. to exploit VAR um, I know it's not always helpful to compare the sports but in NFL we we, we see them playing in a way <laughs> to exploit the fact that the video referee is going to be used and how yeah. they and, and James Horncast actually talked about it quite eloquently when it came in in Serie A the season before Mark yeah. I don't know if you remember I he do, said yeah. one of the unintended consequences of VAR coming in was there was something like 150 fewer yellow cards yeah. because people thought they were going to get away with stuff Mm. So it will it will start to affect the game. Yeah, well, like Big Sam when he was Bolton manager used to try and exploit the kind of the uh, the, the, the grey area of the offside law or something mm. like that from sort of set mm. pieces. And Looking for an advantage, aren't they? Absolutely. I hope yeah. they get absolutely destroyed against Man City. This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FIFA has reminded referees to use the monitor though to check big decisions they are prepared to overturn. That's a dig at the Prem. It mm. is a big dig at the Prem. Sod them. <laughs> All right, let's have some emails, PED. You email SharpFootballRambleDaily.com And now Peter's reading it out. Well done. Connor O'Hanlon, a man who wants to score some points over a tweet we put out on the Football Ramble uh, Twitter page two years ago. As is obligatory to mention now, I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. My mail is in relation to my other correspondence with, with the Ramble, which took place in the heady days of 2017, when Ramble admin, I'm guessing Marcus in this instance, but possibly Luke, uh, suggested Man City forego their pursuit of Virgil van Dijk and instead, so instead uh, sign uh, Toby Alderweireld. And yeah. um, humbly suggested that VVD was better, and the ensuing reply was, of course, uh, your opinion is uh, valid, but that's ridiculous. What? Now, Why would you think that was me? Why would you think that was me? I don't, well, exactly. I'm, I'm not having big opinions. I don't remember Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah. even sound the kind of words I would use. Oh, yeah. um, I thought I thought this was going to be something about Roy Hodgson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Conor in Amsterdam uh, tries a uh, clumsy attempt to get some work. <laughs> <laughs> The thing it was his own Connor. Connor. The thing is, Connor, no. my, my It was two years ago. Come on. There's an old, Come on, there's Connor. A, there's an old saying which says if you call someone up at two in the morning to call them a bell end, you're the bell end. Right. If you bring up a conversation from two years ago to prove that you're right, to prove that that person's a bell end, then you're probably the bell end. Mm. And, and especially if you're pitching for work at the same <laughs> time. Peter, did you hear what Luke said about phoning people up at two AM calling the bell ends? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it might be relevant. Okay, yeah, right. might be. Okay. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for your correspondence, Connor. Please do. We're only messing around. We're having a game. No, I am. I am genuinely giggle. deadly serious. Oh, okay. yeah. um, Jennifer Song just wants to point out that uh, she's in Seattle. She's uh, travelling uh, 2,408 miles for the live show wow. in New York City. 
Amazing. That is amazing. We've had some. We 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 met. Uh, what was his name? Matt Barron, the Baron, the Baron, yeah, the Baron at Newcastle mate. show. Who mm. travelled oh, yes. from Slovakia? Yes, we, we met, met him. him. He got managed to get there via Nottingham. He did Incredible. fantastic stuff. What People are doing great. Too. If you are doing absolute bits and pieces to get to one of our shows, make yourself known at the yeah, shows, yeah. and we'll and we'll mm. and we'll give you the uh, uh, give you a ruffle. We'll all hug you. Mm. Yeah, and if you don't want that, we won't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your own decisions. <laughs> Um, yeah. Henry uh, Winkler, the um, f- pilot Henry Testicle Memories Winkler, not that one, oh. uh, from Lakewood. Uh, hey, Ramblers, and happy Halloween. <clears throat> During this spooky time of year, I was disappointed that when uh, the WhatsApp phone rang last week, uh, not one of you thought to say, the call is coming from inside the studio. Ah, uh, would have been a good horror movie kind of trope, yeah. wouldn't it? And uh, Peter Douglas has pointed out that uh, <clears throat> on the top of your footballers have the same name. Sunderland's lineup against Ox in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night included a McLaughlin, a McGeady, a McNulty, and my personal favourite, McGough, McGough, McGough. I don't know who said that. McGough. Yeah, MG. Yeah, M C G E O U C H. McGough. We we we. Uh, is that McGough though? M C G E. No, M C G E O U C H. McGough. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Not with this G H. Yeah, I think I think it's McGough. On 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 the continent. Yesterday, we we hit on a bit of a trope, which Ramble this is to this show might well be interesting as well is there's a guy who plays at the back for Alaves called LaGuardia mm. and I, and at the I, airport yeah and he's the only player other than George Best which is of course named retrospectively that I could think of that had the same name as an airport oh, if you can nice. think of one fire it over that's a little Norman project Millwall player Mark J.F. Kennedy <laughs> <laughs> is there a Keith no. Rowe anywhere in the league Would that, is that close enough it's got to be a full name it's right. got to be a full it can't just be a surname Neil, be a full name Neil John Lennon yeah fine yeah, yeah good one well done Marcus Talk thank you, you very Talk much Talk your narrator from yeah. FIFA yeah, yeah. Um, Rowan uh, says long time to serve first time ranter as a life's uh, long spicy emails this, uh, this mm. afternoon uh, suffering a, a lifelong suffering a Bristol Rovers fan I was delighted to hear my beloved Pirates getting a mention on Monday's show when Pete briefly re- uh, referenced their two all comeback against Luke's struggling Pompey let's said about that the better I guess uh, my, uh, my mild joy was uh, short lived however when later in the show Marcus whilst analysing the championship table referred to our bitter rival Bristol City is simply Bristol. That was Jim, not me. This is no, an error. Um, it was Jim the first time. This happened ages ago. Jim did it ages ago. And oh, did I do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to climb out from under this bus, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Take your medicine. <laughs> Seriously, though, I'm, I'm favourite generally if you find Jim under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> come, and have a, come and have a kick, Jim. <laughs> this is an error often made by non-Bristolians, and that infuriates both Rovers and City supporters. What are the other ones that people get upset about? Notts Forest, Notts County? Yeah, can't say Notts Forest. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, and pretty much everyone just sort of went, let's just go with United, being the yeah. only United in yes. the fucking I, league. I, I believe Man United fans don't like it when you refer to them as Man U. Right. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. They've got, got, bigger, I mean, they got bigger problems. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not really its ugly head recently. That's, do you know yeah. what? I, I, that's very poor of me if I did that, so don't, I apologise. Don't worry. No one's yeah. perfect, brother. <laughs> and we've also found uh, another female um, fan in uh, Antwerp. F- for the Antwerp show. Oh, yeah, great. And uh, also, uh, CN uh, fully endorses Pete's ranking of Belgian cities. I mean, friends, there's literally an entire movie dedicated onto how much of a touristy hellhole Bruges is. So. Yeah, there is. It's a good movie as well. That's I why it, I read it out. I thought it made Bruges look nice. I love Bruges, Aww. and I love that film. A man mm. falls off a tower. It's true. Another spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a regular <laughs> hazard, Pete, though, is it? By the way, can I just say, because Pete's part internet, yeah. he doesn't think, and this comes up on the Luke and Pete show all the time, right. he doesn't think anything's a spoiler mm. if the thing in question is more than about 15 minutes old. <laughs> that's very true. Siri, when was uh. In Bruges made? Which one? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time. I said in Bruges, it's offering me a drama from 1978, Bruges Le Motte. No, it's getting too clever. It's a hipster. Bruges, a hipster Siri. Petey. 
It's time for an email. It's no, it's time for an ad break. It's time for a break. Yeah. 2008. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Eleven years. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ravel Daily, sponsored by Betway, everybody. We've done 4,562 live theatre shows. That's the can, bad news. Can you make it sound like you're up for this? The good Come news on, is, Marcy, what we got? The good news is, there's some more. Two more in England. Well, three more, because... Uh, Four more. No. No, Jim. This may be Thursday that we're recording. Oh, you've done yes. a link more. Oh, you've done a link more. I'm just going to crawl back under my bus. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I yeah, stay there. With I the other Bristol fans. <laughs> I threw a pen at it, Jim, as punishment there. Tonight, we're yes, in Birmingham. We are. Town Hall. England's second city. Very excited for that. Um, tomorrow night, we're in Manchester doing not one, but two shows. England's other second city. At the Lowry in Salford. Um, so ramblelive.com for tickets to those they are the last chance on, on paper we've got no other British shows planned so that's the last chance to come see us ramblelive.com to get tickets the reviews have been spectacular oh. soon to be multi award winning live theatre show <laughs> and from Tuesday next week we go in New York for two nights then we go to Toronto and then we go to Chicago and then we come home and we're never going to talk of this again we've got to so be bringing it get your tickets while you can ramblelive.com Marcus you are tickets. now back in control of the vehicle Thank you, cousin. Now then, uh, we talked a bit about Manchester. There, let's talk a little bit about Manchester United. They go away to Bournemouth. It's seventh versus ninth. Both are on thirteen points. Manchester United, great win away at Chelsea in the cup. Mm. Marcus Rashford with oh. a contender, but only a contender for goal of the night because there was yeah. a fair few contenders. Yeah, there was a beauty. It was yeah, an it was absolute. Did piece. you see the um, the footage doing rounds on Twitter? Oh, yeah. going, Don't shoot! Yeah, Don't shoot! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it, did he sound like a, he was from London? Nah, could well be though. If he's you've, a Man United, fan. you've got a. Um, I think. Do you think they should still be allowed to celebrate after saying that? <laughs> yes. No. Right. Well, that's one each, Pete. No. Um, did I, you hear the question, Pete? I was more <laughs> obsessed with that little um, hiccup you did in the middle of the speech. It was a little burpee. Little burpee. Little burpee. No, of course they should be able to celebrate. Damn it all! Uh, but it was a great away win, nonetheless. Rashford scoring a penalty. Man United get a lot of penalties because. And the reason they miss why a lot of the fuckers at all. Well, they did, of course, <laughs> they're against Norwich. But um, I just remember that this season it's been a bit of a thing with Man United penalties. Mm. Rashford, well, they missed four already. Yeah, yeah I okay. Think the, the, the most missed in a season is five. They're already on four. But is that in the league season or is that the hot? Sorry, yes, that is in the league season. All oh, right. 
Okay. That is, I mean, still very good. Yeah. Missing two in, in or one. Or bad, match. whichever way you look at it. Yeah, yeah true. Very true indeed. But, they, but they've had a couple of good results, Manchester United. They were much improved against Norwich. Martial makes such a difference. Though. Well, Sol- Solskjaer, Solskjaer said that, of course, uh, that, that the, you know he would improve things when he comes back because he plays yeah. him more like a, like a number nine. But he certainly leads the line in that way that Solskjaer wants mm. him to do. Rashford, I think, is better off the flank. Not a free role, of course. He's got to do his his doggies, which he, which he does. But I don't think he's that. I don't think many people would tout him too much as that out and out number nine. But Martial's come in; he's made a difference. And and Manchester United now they look a lot better. I, th- I think we have to be fair. I think we have to say that um, last week we said you know that that game against Liverpool is not the one to judge them on. It's the away games against Norwich and Bournemouth. Well, yeah. And they won against Norwich, but they won well. I mean, they could have mm. scored a lot more. But so the two... scoreline flattered Norwich. Yeah, it did. Um, and so if they can repeat that against Bournemouth away, you might be starting to think they've turned the corner. Um, they do get awarded a lot of penalties. Them and Crystal Palace. I think last season, Man United were awarded 12 and Crystal Palace were awarded 11. They were the two most in the league last season. Right? I think they, they also had the most foul player as well, though. Will Zaha, Zaha, Zaha yeah, would be yeah. the factor pacey, in that, I expect. Pacey width, isn't it, is, I, is likely to... I was surprised that. to see... I mean, given that we had Hazard last season at Chelsea, I was surprised to see Chelsea not awarded more. I think they were only awarded five last mm. year, but they scored all of them. So, mm. May not were awarded 12 last season and scored nine, and Palace were awarded 11 and scored 10. Yeah, that's Milivojevic. Yes, One for your fantasy team. Exactly. So, um, it will be another test for them against um, against uh, Bournemouth away. But if they, like I say, if they win that as well, I don't know, people might start having a bit of a different opinion because May not have got a lot of players out injured as well, and that mm. goes under underplayed a lot. Okay, you know, the players they've got injured, one of them is Dio- Diogo Dallo. Yeah. You know, he doesn't play very often. One of them is, you know, fucking Paul Pogba, never heard of him. So, <laughs> but they have got a lot of players out. I think they might have uh, te- up to 10 first team players unavailable for this game against Bournemouth. So, mm. it's worth, worth talking about. It is indeed. Bournemouth haven't scored in their last three and last one six games ago. Because Bournemouth started mm. the season pretty well. But they've not been great uh, of late, uh, of course. Do you think David Brooks has been a big miss for them? Had a bit yeah. of a breakthrough season last season, yeah, not played at all. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan that... Fraser's not really done an awful lot well, either. Fra- Fraser's form last season was particularly good. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit of that going on. I mean, it's, it's, I think the thing is with a side like Bournemouth, they start well, it just ebbs and flows, doesn't yeah, it, absolutely. for a side like yes, that? Definitely. Inevitably so. They've got some good players. They've got um, you know the two Wilsons, Callum and, and uh, Harry. Yeah. Josh King. Uh, yeah, but all of them have been among the goals, but... You know they don't have a Sergio Aguero. They don't have um, a midfield that will consistently control games and, mm. and come up with you know create chances and all the rest of it. But they're, they're reasonably exciting side. But yeah, I, I, but I think Manchester United coming to town is quite a good one for them because Manchester United, even though their results have been improved in the last sort of three games, they'll fancy whatever, it, won't they? They will fancy it. And 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 what a game to get yourselves up for. I understand against was it Norwich they drew with. The other week was it Norwich? It Who was, Bournemouth? Yeah, it was. It was a little bit. Have a look, son. I'll have a look now. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a bit. It was a bit turgid. I think it was a nil-nil, and even Eddie Howe was a bit like, yeah, not not. not they've done, they've drew nil-nil with Watford last time out. Before oh, that, they drew nil-nil at home against Norwich. Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. So, yeah, it's not been brilliant, but the early kickoff. It's on TV. <laughs> uh, I, I think. I think. I think we could be in for a good one. Get it on the telly. Yeah, indeed. Get it a bit of Paul television speaker in there. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Bournemouth have introduced a heading ban for their younger youth teams yes. due to fears over brain diseases caused by heading footballs. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's I a think hot it topic. Is. It, it is a hot topic, topic. and it's um, it's a difficult um, subject, really, isn't it? Because uh, I guess the research has revealed something that is is a very uncomfortable truth. Um, and you know what, Jim? I, I don't know if I told you, but I, I actually interviewed two ex-NFL players this week with a view to doing something a little bit interesting, perhaps, uh, for one of our shows. 
And um, I asked him about head injuries, a big topic in NFL. Mm. And, and I was surprised. One of the guys said, he said, to be honest, I'm going to do this job. You're going to pay me well. And if you pay me to do something, you're going to want something in return. And I understand that for me, it's my health. And I've, mm. I've, I, I made the decision to mm. hand it over. So that, And he was seemed to think that it was a risk that he wanted to take. Now, wow. of course, as more and more information comes through and we learn more and more about it and how dangerous it, it, it possibly is, um, maybe he would rethink that opinion. But Alan Shearer did a documentary about it for the BBC where mm-hmm. it shows that even, it seemed to show, of course, none of us are medical professionals, but it seemed to show and the conclusion drawn from the documentary appeared to be that even repetitive, very small light traumas to the head, mm-hmm. i.e. head in a football 200 times in training, could have an impact. And yeah. NFL is not probably going to exist in 20 years' time, just simply for At this current rate. Just, 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 yeah. just, just, just because... I don't think just, parents are happy for their kids to go and play it. They'd, they'd much rather than play soccer, and I think maybe 20 years down the line, heading will be phased out. It's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think... It might be the case I as, mean, as the research and it grows. Mm. Yeah, Eddie Howe said... I think the said, research is very much there, to well, be honest. I think it's, well, Eddie Howe said, is it something that concerns me? No. Is it something I'm aware of? Yes. Right. And I think that's probably where a lot of people sit on the issue, mm. actually. Well, I think there's, there's a there's a there's a, a damning statistic about the likelihood of ex-football players having these kind of conditions and diseases later in life, and it's mm-hmm. far higher at the rate of the normal population. Like Jeff Hassel. Yeah, well, that was, was a good example. One, I mean, yeah. I suppose, you know, that the football has changed a bit since the old days, but these that doesn't mean to say that this is that, that worry's gone away. But but how I think the approach that Bournemouth are taking is when when because these are the younger youth teams these aren't 18 year olds mm. these are sort of 9 10 year olds i think is is how low they're going <laughs> so weird isn't it <laughs> well i think the, but i think the argument is is before their brain is properly kind of yeah. forming and beginning to form mm. that was where they are going mm. with this and you know what happened the game will change and and, and it will have to change and it cha- it's changed a lot over the last 30 years anyway mm. and we'll have to adjust to it and decide if we still want to be fans of the game and i'm well, sure the majority of us will and a, a very sort of futile and fickle point among this is it's a daft thing to say when you're talking about these diseases and so on but actually if people want to play the ball out from the back and play yeah. along the deck I mean it's conducive <laughs> yeah. for I, I know that's a think, stupid exactly, thing Exactly I, I don't think it's going to change the way that football is nowadays I don't think it's going to fundamentally it would fundamentally change the the way the game is played to a massive degree compared to you know if you ruled out goal kicks or something like yeah. that but, um, just, You were king of head height rules and six aside people I abhor head height rule in any amateur sport it is miserable yeah I'm going with head height Pete can't do his sweet bicycle kicks (laughs) (laughs) rainbow flicks well you can you just got to start off really low (laughs) (laughs) you call it a limbo a rigi (laughs) (laughs) alright well uh, yeah we look forward to Bournemouth versus Manchester United let's talk about Brighton and Hove Albion against Norwich City now Daniel Farker will want his side to be better at the topics they still haven't won since they beat Manchester City six matches ago they've only scored two in the last five matches they're 19th on seven points Mm. that suggests to me that they are not covering the topics very well Mm. it's something we guarded against or we tried to sort of talk about when they beat Man City I mean at the moment that that win against Man City looks like the worst thing that could have happened to them (laughs) they haven't won a game since they've not been major enough since have they no they haven't they've got one point since um They've scored, I think, two goals in total since then. Mm. I mean, and that was in the middle of September. It's odd to think about it and say, I understand what you mean, and the the psychological effect of results or getting to cup finals and all this can can go one of many ways. We've said that about Spurs winning, uh, going into the Champions League final. 
was that a, a blessing or a curse? I mean, it's a blessing in the sense that the whole of Europe goes, wow, sit up and take notice. Tottenham Hotspur are one of the big boys now. Yeah. But then with Pochettino, the way he celebrated after that semi-final, you think, mm, is this sort of is cycle coming? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now with, with, with Norwich, I mean, you, do you want three points in the Premier League? Yes, we do. We're a newly mm. promoted side. Three points is always good, no matter what. Um, but I know what you mean. That there has—I don't know—has the intensity been there? I mean, the stats aren't very good. Can you imagine Big um, Farker raising his voice, having a little shout? <laughs> I you can't. Imagine no, I think, but I could see. Does it sound weird? Do you think being intimidated? Imagine him right no. up close in your ear. I think he's got. What did he say? I need more from you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's a roar in there. I demand the barnstormer. <laughs> I think there's a huge roar in there, and he speaks like that to keep mm, it at yeah. bay. Your passing is does, not good enough. Mm, you are not major enough. <laughs> tell tell me about your passion. <laughs> tell me about your passion, is, uh, Jim. How how would they how do they become more major? <laughs> well, I think the injury list is a big problem, isn't it? That is, they they, yeah. they need to get some players fit um, because that's is such a huge kind of burden. Um, that, is, that they're up against. You're absolutely right, Jim, and I understand Tim Krul is, is facing a late fitness t- test for this one, and of course with his penalty heroics, you'd you want would be particularly inside. cruel, wouldn't it? For very good, yeah. uh, but, but you think about the home game against Newcastle, and you think about the home game against Manchester City, they they now look a, sort of almost like anomalies, don't they? They do, yeah. Which, which is, that's the last thing you want. You need to ride that crest. Now obviously that, that wave has sort of gone quite, quite spectacularly. But Norwich, they when they came in the league, you know, we were saying, weren't we? They're they're, they're a great addition to the league. The what, what they bring and the home mm. support, blah blah, they blah blah, and they still are. Let's not be too ridiculous because, like we talked about, Bournemouth ebbs and flows, and of course Norwich are a newly promoted side. That's going to happen to them. But it does feel like that there is a little. It's quite a bit of oomph they're lacking. Mm. And and I tell you what, though, going to Brighton. That's a huge game for them. Yes, it's tough because they're in really good form, aren't they? Uh, this could be three wins on the bounce for Brighton. Um, which would be great. And Graham Potter is just being quietly excellent there, isn't he? Yeah. They're 14th on 12 points. Jules um, obviously does a show, Jules Nandy on Tuesday, talks very eloquently about Brighton. She's a Brighton fan, knows the club very well. And, and they've been a bit inconsistent. I, mean, I, I know that um, they've they've picked up what, two Premier League wins in their last three and they've mm-hmm. scored a few goals as well. But what she said, which I found pretty interesting actually, was that if you look at if you look at how they've, they're playing, they've changed, they've, they, he's given them a completely new way of playing because yeah. he's a completely different coach to Chris mm-hmm. Human, who was a much more a, a kind of caution first. Very yeah, defensive. Yeah, whereas Potter's not like that. And it actually bears quite quite a lot of scrutiny because they're now, they're now sort of clipping along at well over a goal a game. Of course, last season they scored 35 goals in total in mm. 38 games, so well under a goal a game. And and they're picking up wins where they need to. And they, they don't... It's, it's a testament to them that actually only 10 games in, none of us are really talking about yeah. them struggling. It, exactly. Well, great compliment Already them. this season, they've scored three goals in three games. You know, that, go, that game against Everton, they won 3-2 the third time this season. They scored mm. three goals. Because when they beat Watford 3-0 away... I was saying oh, that's an anomaly. Brighton aren't going to score three goals. In two and you're underestimating how shit Watford are. I, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, did. But, but three times, you know, they, they, as you say, they hardly found the back of the net last season under Chris Hutton because yeah. that was that was his approach, and that kept them up. I understand perhaps why they they sort of moved him on. It's a shame and and all that. But everyone says Potter is such a like, sort of impressive guy. Well, like, I think they're really exciting. Coach. They've really rolled the dice with Potter, and fair play to them for for, for doing that because. 
obviously he was Swansea manager and he was Ostersons and whatnot before, but fairly untested at the top level, yeah. you would say. Well, completely untested. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he, the job he did at Ostersons was amazing. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, do you know what? It, it's, maybe it's worth comparing with someone like Eddie Howe. Mm. He, he goes to Ostersons, Potter, because he gets the run of the place. I mean, yeah, Brassel was telling us. He does whatever he wants. And right. he's got as much time as he wants to make it a success. And he ends up building and moulding the whole club around yeah. him. Now, as soon as you leave... Well, look what happened to Eddie Howe when he went to Burnley. Yeah, yeah, now, there are other yeah. circumstances involved, but it just didn't work. He goes yeah. back to Bournemouth and he's like a he's like a duck he's to like water. Some again. mad scientist who's got the run of the lab. He has. Yeah. He's got his own operation. He's Walter White. <laughs> he he can knows do. where the test tubes are kept. Exactly. Yeah. He can do all that. But when but when you know a bigger yeah. uh, uh, platform says to you, right, we're going to yeah. move you into our lab, and you go, yeah. not in there. That's the Erlenmeyer flask. Exactly. Test tubes are the one along. That's right. where we keep the potassium permanganate. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you're right, Marcus. I think it's, it's it's exciting to see, and maybe you can build. I mean, there's no reason that they're probably looking at at a Bournemouth, or or well, they should be perhaps even dare I say perhaps even a Leicester and saying this this is what's possible. Leicester City, eh? and they look at Leicester and they're going, that's a team yeah. who's on the verge of winning a Premier League title <laughs> exactly. again, again. Yeah, exactly. That'll be yours. All right, <laughs> it's Betway's four to score. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's me, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Betway's four to score entry is free. Each week we'll be participating in it for a chance to win a huge prize for charity. We just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. If you're uh, correct or one of us is correct on all four of them, you can win up to £225,000 this week as it rolls over every week. To play for free, go to betway.com forward slash four to score. That's forward slash the number four and then to score. Because there are four games and four of us, we've picked a game each as we do every week. Jim, your game this week is West Ham v Newcastle. Yes, I've gone for Andre Yarmolenko because uh, West Ham, um, they've spread the goals around and um, he's, he's looking great in form. pretty good form. Mm. Yeah, so they're at home against Newcastle. Newcastle, uh, for all their flaws, are actually quite hard to break down. So I think, yeah, I've gone for, I've gone for Yarmolenko. It makes sense, It's bro. the long and the short of it. Sense. Yeah, he'll play off the right or cut it on his left and he'll score a lovely Pop one. Pop bang sure. lovely. Pop bang lovely. Peter Watford v Chelsea, please. Pass Martin Dubravka, I don't think so. <laughs> I've gone for Callum Hudson Adoy because oh, yeah. I want to win. What's <laughs> yeah. well, about time. Yeah. Uh, Marcus. Oh, yeah, Everton Spurs, I've gone for Sun. Yes, you have. Mm. Yeah. Sun, very good. Now, and Crystal Palace v Leicester, I've reverted to type as well and I've gone for Jamie Vardy. Yeah, so, yeah. Andre Yamalenko, Callum Hudson Adoy, Jamie Vardy, and Son Hyung Min. If they all score first in their respective games, we will have won at least uh, a share of £225,000 for charity. It's betway.com forward slash four to score. Go and get involved. It's completely free. Make sure you're over the age of 18 to play. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game because that would be ridiculous if they weren't. <laughs> Further T's and C's apply and bet the responsible way. Now it's time for Go For Glows! So, the heat is on, and the time is right. It's time for you, but you to play the game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. We're all going for going for Lord. Nick has come up with a little bit of clue. For a little bit of footballer. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, a little bit of the belly. Um, Nick Bell. Um, <laughs> I've got a footballer here. This was a bit of a tough one, but you might get some clues from possibly even just the first one. Oh, stop. Is it Warren Barton? It's not stop. Warren Barton. No. Is it Nigel Martin? Stop Nigel Martin. Have a little, have a little spin, Jim. Do you have a spin? Are you going to have a spin, mm. Jim? Jim, you're the only person who's ever done this. Is it Chris Kawamia? 
<laughs> nice. Oh, nice. I did it once backstage at Bristol with a journalist. Oh, you did? you did? And it was Nigel Martin. That was outrageous. He had never been so impressed ever. And I had to yeah. say to him, mate, listen, pull yourself down off the ceiling. That was a straight guess. Where was it? It's one of those things. It was behind, it was in the dressing room at Bristol. Bristol City mm. or Rovers? Oh, yeah. First clue. <laughs> I was born in Saint Pierre Reunion. Stop. The... He's got it. Is it Lauren Robert? No, it's oh. not. Stop, stop, ah. stop, stop, stop. I said it first. You did. Is it Dimitri Payet? No, it's not. Oh, Jimmy, Stop. who are you going to say now? Is it Roger Miller? No, it's not. <laughs> I think, he, played, I think was... he lived there or played there, didn't mm. he? I, can't I was born in St. Pierre Reunion on the 20th of October, 1984. Next clue. Oh, 84, eh? Me and my cousin were both signed by the same English Premier League club at the same time when we were both 16 years old and immediately loaned back to our first club. Mm. I fear for you. If you didn't get it from the first one, I just could run and run. There's Got. not that many of them. Mm. Lucas Radaby. No. He's South uh, Africa. Yeah, but you know, this is a weird game, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Rafa Benny has admitted when he tried to sign me at, uh, sorry, Rafa Benny has admitted he tried to sign me at uh, age 16 uh, when the when he was the Valencia boss, but he uh, did later get Do the chance to work with me. There was, there was, uh, mm. I'm going to help you here because I can't remember his name, but there was a small. I did it for you earlier in the you season. You did, and yeah. I, uh, there was a small midfielder. So cordial. Who was in the 2006 squad, who's from the Reunion Island. I can't remember his name for the life of me. And he and he did like a little documentary or something where he or like a diary where he was a bit like oh, I was in the World Cup squad. Stop! It's not Matthew Valbuena, is it? It's not. No. Oh, stop. Mm. Ludovic Juli? No. But I like the word documentary, Marcus. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I feel it could be this guy, but I cannot remember his name for the life Clue of me. Clue number four. <laughs> I have played in Spain, Portugal, Russia, England, USA, Switzerland, Scotland, France, and Thailand. Ooh, oh God! Might not be him. Can you say those countries again? Spain, Portugal, Russia, England, USA, Switzerland, Scotland, France, and Thailand. Stop, is it Lee Hendry? <laughs> Stop, is it Robbie Fowler? <laughs> In my career, I won one Champions League, one FA Cup, one Super Cup, one Community Shield, uh, Shield uh, one Russian Cup, and one Thai League Two Championship. Man. I feel like a Woman. loser. Bam, 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 <laughs> Stop, Jermaine Pennant. It's not Jermaine Let's Pennant. go, girls. Nottingham's Jermaine Pennant. Board of reunion. Just won a Champions League. Just focus on the Champions League. Yeah, he did. Yeah, see what he did in Champions League. Yes. Despite playing 37 times for my national under 21 side, scoring 11 goals, I only managed one solitary appearance for the full national side against Tunisia, and I did not score. Uh, okay, so it's not the guy I'm thinking of. <sighs> I, one full. Nothing. Sorry, can, I'm sorry, Peter. Can you repeat? one full cap? Yeah, for his national side, yep. which is, has undetermined thus far. Stop. Mm. Jimmy Traore? No. Go on. Final clue? Yeah. Yep. Mark Hughes once signed me on deadline day, declaring that I have a hunger to get on the football field. <laughs> I mean, it's bare minimum, isn't it, really? I'm going to know as soon as you tell me. Mm. Hang on. We can have a little ponder. Have a little yeah. ponder. I'm giving you... I appreciate we can't ponder too long. Weekly reminder, there are listeners actually. <laughs> a little Glenn Ponder. <laughs> yeah. Have a little Glenn Ponder view. Uh, Pete, was it when Hughes was in charge of Man City or Stoke or where was he? Hey. What? It's got to be Stoke. It's got to be Stoke. He's giving you the clue, mate. I know. What's wrong with having a dig? Jim, it's helping you. It would help you out as well. Pete Pete has spoken. Yeah, I know, but he often gives us little notes. Go on, Pete, just tell us. If I show you a picture, you might not even know it from that. Okay. (gasps) Oh, I'm not sure who that is. I don't know who that is. I literally don't know who that is. is. Florence Cinema Pongo! Oh, yeah! Played for Liverpool for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he looked completely different when he was at Liverpool. Mm. So, yeah. You're going to play your Pete wins? Play your Pete wins, mate. 
You didn't do yourself a Pete wins. No, because well, he doesn't really win. Wins. It's the clues of the rarely win, baby. So he's getting listener. harder. Yeah, I, I, I had a meeting. With, I had a meeting with Pete yesterday where he was talking, literally talking about putting himself in a porter cabin in the corner of a car park. What? That's uh, how he. That's how, how. How I choose to make love <laughs> is none of your business. <laughs> so that's why he hasn't done some of a Pete wins jingle because uh, he doesn't he play, respect he played, himself. He played some uh, for some teams. Uh, Liverpool. That was his first senior kind of. Uh, yeah, I remember him coming through yeah. at Liverpool. Le Havre, uh, home yeah. of Charles and was, was he at Sevilla for a bit or some, somewhere in Spain? He did uh, pretty well. He played uh, Atletico, um, okay. Rostov, Chicago Fire. Laurent Cinema Pongo. There Dundee you go. United. Moatong United, was he there? No, he's at Chanat Hornbill. Ah, we hardly knew you. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much to that person who sent us a clue, which was Nick Bell. Well Lovely done, old Bell. job. Thanks, Where can Bob. people sell their clues, Pete? Glowed at footballrambledaily.com. And I'm not making a jingle for that. No. <laughs> well done, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Betway. Tomorrow, Greatest Games is back with Jonathan Wilson and myself. Get involved there. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Come and see us live. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. Nice one, everyone. This was a Stakhanov production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. 
a blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.